So it's a joy, of course, <laughs> always. <clears throat> joy to share and joy to learn. Uh, at the same time, I must say, um, I am always a bit cautious when I speak about things like foundations of health or healing. Uh, the reason is that there is a tendency for us to turn things into a dogma because we are all looking for uh, quick fix remedies. The fact is there are no quick fix remedies. Let's first start with accepting it. Things may work in a miraculous way sometimes and uh, they don't work in a miraculous way sometimes. Well, that's how life is today. And this simple acceptance uh, releases a lot of energy which is locked up in struggling, trying, and that's one. Second, as a disclaimer, I must say, you know, very often uh, people give a disclaimer that these stunts are performed by those who are experts. So the disclaimer is that uh, listen to what I am saying, uh, don't follow what I am doing. <laughs> no, not because I am doing anything wrong. But see, as we grow and evolve, there are different things we discover about how we can deal with life and it's a beautiful journey so life is not a book to be read and like an almanac one two three four if we do it then we lose the joy of it you know the blessed joy of life what the divine is here to give us uh, it's wonderful to explore it explore it in many ways wonderful ways you know uh, someone asked me just few days back a question through the email that you know i want to know what is the goal of life? Now, you know, from a book you can say, goal of life is to realize the divine. Well, it's wonderful. For one person, it's the divine. For somebody else, it's progress. The minimum is to keep on growing. And if we have that aspiration, I think half the problem is gone because we remain always youthful. There is something to look forward to. Uh, not that once for all we have fixed up something and that's the end of the story. So life is a perpetual journey and the journey becomes very beautiful because of its unpredictability. Let me tell you, it's a, it's, it has its own advantages. Very often we want to predict our lives or rather control our life in a very predictable way. Uh, I must say that if everything was predictable in life, there would be no fun in it. So let's accept that everything is not predictable. You know, I have had wonderful things. One, one doctor once declared to someone uh, that, look, you know, your heart is as young as a 20-year-old. This man was 75. You know, one should be reasonable when one says such things even in optimism. After one week, he died. Not the doctor, the man. <laughs> the other story, of course, is about the doctor. A lady came to my room long, long back and she, she was very depressed. So I said, what happened? She said, no, no, my son is having RHD, rheumatoid heart disease. And doctor has said five more years he gives to his life. I said, well, he must be a soothsayer or a prophetic seer to say how many years there are to life. Otherwise, how can we say that? She said, no, 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 he says this illness, this course, etc., etc. I said, to go back, ask the doctor one question. Does he know how many years he has to his own life? So she got the sense. Suddenly she burst into a smile. I said, you know, uh, nobody knows. It's a fact. So to go by these people often come, they want to get a lot of blood tests. So I, say, so I asked them, why, why, why do you want all these blood tests? Sometimes I don't. Most of the time I just sign because, you know, why... 
it, it gives some satisfaction to the person. I've got a blood test and everything is fine. So, but sometimes I do ask that, why do you want all these tests? No, just to know that I am healthy. I say, all right, it will tell you within the limits of the blood test. Mind you, it doesn't show many things. That you are healthy as of this moment. What about the next moment? What about tomorrow? It's not a guarantee that things won't happen. There are many things going on within the human body which we are not conscious about. And therefore, this is not where the security lies. What I am trying to uh, put across is that security does not lie in these things. When we speak about health, there are two sides to it. One is that we want to seek some kind of security, you know, in our life. This is a very valid need in human nature. We want to make sure we don't fall ill, for example. I'm sure we are reasonable people and understand that, you know, beyond a certain point, things deteriorate. But at least while we are young, we don't want to uh, actually encounter um, big demons whose names have changed. Demons have become very subtle nowadays. Hypertension, diabetes, they all, you know. Uh, so we don't want to encounter these things. So we want to, uh, we want security. But... Where does security lie? Security doesn't lie just by regulating my diet, doing exercise. I mean, these are necessary, but we'll come to that. Uh, it doesn't lie in actually um, any of these um, external things that we are doing. And there's a logic to it. The logic is that mentally when we manipulate one event, we are actually creating some kind of an imbalance somewhere else. And we don't know. You see, this is what we are discovering in a whole mental world where we have so many things for so many things. I had people who had a heart attack at 60 and they came and said, we have been doing everything, I have been doing everything right in my life. I said, for example, he said, I don't take meat, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I run every day so much, uh, 5 to 7 kilometers and um, I, I lead a very healthy lifestyle. I am doing everything right. I said, then maybe because you are doing everything right, there is a problem. Because, you know, <laughs> you know, because my mind is tuned to doing everything right. So, you know, subconsciously there is a fear. I don't want to do anything wrong. You know, this. So, there are a lot of things which are hiding in the back door, in the subconscious nature. Fear, for example. And it's not showing up and it's taking another route. So, today, very often I see health movement driven by fear. Oh, if I have this. Oh, if I have this. If we have that approach, then surely we are drawing subconsciously what we are outwardly rejecting. Outwardly, I want, don't want illness, but inwardly, I am afraid of illness. And therefore, I am doing all the right things and unwittingly, I am falling into the trap. So, it's not fear that should drive us. I mean, life has its share of plus and minus for everybody. You know, people fall ill, they recover, they find, don't, not to make it such a big issue. But at the same time, we need to remain healthy. Why? Not because of fear of illness. See, a lot of things today are coming because of fear of illness. Ah, you know, if you have cholesterol, you may have a heart attack. So you take this, you don't eat this, you do exercise. Why? Because you don't want to have a heart attack. It's a fear-driven process. This is not a healthy thing. To start with at the root, there is fear. And wherever there is fear at the root, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in education, whether it is in in uh, medicine, in the field of health, in psychology, any field, economics, fear-driven markets, you see what happens. Same thing happens, something similar, fear-driven relationships, you see what happens. Outwardly everything looks nice, but it is rotten at the core, I mean it's become hollow, it has lost its shine and sheen. Similarly, fear-driven medicine or fear-driven health practices. So we should get rid of fear. Let's accept life will give some share, if it comes, it comes. 
take it there's a joint challenge of life i love these lines in essays on the gita where shivendra is speaking of arjuna what does krishna tell arjuna he says arjuna has come there in the holiday of a fight <laughs> so <laughs> it's a holiday let's let's go let's let's lock horns let's you know try out now that's one way it's not that oh i am going to die oh my land will be snatched away this may be it's a holiday of a fight you know that somebody will win somebody will lose somebody will be injured somebody dies somebody lives to see the glory in all this ultimately it's a play of the one you know this this the cushion always to keep in the background the one it's it's one of the most marvelous just as uh, people say that zero has been a wonderful discovery of india I, I i think there is a greater discovery that india made and that is one uh, so <laughs> one is the greatest of discoveries you know everything starts from there it returns back to that you know it goes back there and psychology it's something so tremendous so every time you know when we go through certain experiences of life illness health plus minus uh, we should not get so much caught in it we should learn to see the one behind all this uh, and it's a marvelous thing you know as a physician uh, i've seen people one particular physician you know he had a very good effect on the patients and one day someone asked him that you seem to be using the same medicine ayurveda physician i'm speaking of so how come your patient seem to respond very well so he said no no every time i go to the patients i just say tell them oh sachidanand brahm why are you wearing this kind of a diseased mask i say oh divine brahman why are you wearing this kind of cloth i don't like to see you in this dress you see now obviously as i said whenever i speak about these things i am a bit worried it shouldn't turn into a dogma it shouldn't become another cult sachidananda practice 1000 dollars no first is advanced limited course 200 dollars so i say how to pronounce sachidananda second will be advanced course 5000 dollars where sachidananda brahman i'll explain the whole thing and the real final advance because by now you are hooked so 10000 dollars i am ready for the final assault now you have to say this mantra religiously five times oh sachidananda brahman why are you sleeping in this mask it doesn't work like that sachidananda is too too much full of joy and humor to take us seriously when we do this serious stuff he loves to play it's god playing behind all these masks and when we treat him like it's a relationship we have to build basically it's a relationship of joy and friendship i don't know people get so serious when they go to divine things and you know hallowed on the throne my god it's terrible so let's play with that you know it's a joy life is a tremendous joy if you know how to release it we have forgotten it so health should be a natural state we are born like that i mean it's an instinct in us why have we lost it that causes we have to look into it's a natural instinct that's how mother says you know a child knows what it should take what it shouldn't take how much it should take how much it shouldn't take so when children say no 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 for children means no when we are grown up only women remember this no means no men forget it they start getting confused no means yes yes means no <laughs> it's a problem with our heads <laughs> women know it when they say no take it that you know they know their minds children know their minds why because the mind does not intervene so much 
when the mind intervenes it creates chaos it starts if i take this this may happen if i do that that may happen result result driven result driven all the time you know and the first thing that the gita teaches us do things in a nishkam karma so let's enjoy the journey to health why health so that i can serve the divine longer and longer if nothing else i can at least be happy see ayurveda how it starts why be healthy you know ayurveda is a science which has been discovered interestingly so that we can enjoy life for longer period can you imagine what a bold affirmation not so that we can be away from diseases diseases are there but so that i can enjoy life better and longer it's a valid uh, absolutely valid uh, wish just uh, just like security but how do we get it now that's where we have to get the key foundation of health foundation of health cannot be other than foundation of life itself or foundation of you know creation itself and what is at the foundation of creation this number 1 this is i think a fundamental truth we need to remember therein lies our security supreme security anything happens any time we fall back on that one they are all various appearances we get caught up how do we get caught up in appearances we start with something simple i have a throat pain i have headache these days now the mind is running and it's running and creating all kinds of thought forms thought waves i have this i have that they are coming from all sides and we have never worked on it we have had all the healthy habits but never tried even to look where are these suggestions coming into us so we don't know how to handle it so what do we do we go to a doctor see how this whole cavalcade starts so the doctor is himself full of fear you know doctors are terribly afraid people i must tell you you know when we started reading medicine in our first mbbs when we are not even taught diseases we are only reading and then you read about vitamins almost all the students start feeling they have deficiency of this or that and they get relieved only when they discuss amongst each other you know you have b12 deficiency yaar mere ko bhi lagta hai i think i have folate problem then they realize that it's not not true so and the whole training in medicine brings fear into the mind so unwittingly with all good meaning they are nice people despite that they charge big money that's okay lot of people make money they are also businessmen but they are nice people bit ironically but what happens is they inject fear unconsciously they inject fear so now things have become already complicated now we get so much locked into the fear that we start labeling ourselves you know i am a diabetic people also advised carry a card because it will make you secure why so that if you have a coma on the road somebody will take out the card and know oh he is a diabetic what if the coma is because of something else and the person is totally misled so i don't advise this at all i said what if there is a stroke and because you have a card somebody reads a diabetic and starts thinking of that so security doesn't come from that basis at all security come if you remember that wherever i fall if i fall if i have illness if i have go through this they are all appearances let's not give fanciful names doctors can give them because they need to write papers and they need to you know is very important by the way they don't get promotions you know the doctors write papers so they it their business but as far as i am concerned my security comes from the fact that there is within me the divine presence and i think this factor is important to remember when we speak about health you know when in 40s people used to come to ashram and plenty of them were coming partly because of the second world war partly because uh, you know again the school had opened 
people came for world war then school had opened then children came then teachers came parents came so a lot of people started coming who had all kinds of ideas about things and there was a there is a beautiful note of the mother and advice to newcomers 1947 note it is in collected works volume 12 and she this was given to people and very interesting when you read the note it says that when people come in the beginning they are full of the psychic impulsion which gives them health in the body just imagine health in the body health and fitness in the body wideness in the mind joy in the heart it just that gives spontaneously and personally i have seen this so often and i'm sure everybody who has connected with the soul knows about it that there are days there are states when everything is wonderful you are healthy inside you are happy inside and you know you are peaceful inside nothing disturbs us aspiration is wonderful surrender is natural spontaneous faith is burning and even big things big things don't come if they come they just graze away and pass away isn't it we all have experienced this i'm sure i mean i've actually observed it then there are days or moments if not days when we are deeply rooted inside there are moments maybe some hours when we see that everything is like disconnected inside we are not so happy for what reason we don't know but we need to blame somebody so we pass the blame to this or that person if sometimes to god poor god has no choice he is to take all the blame because you know he committed the first sin of creation and which is not creation is not the sin why we regard him as cruel because creation does not run along the way i want it to run shubindu says that in savitri that he has uh, you know created evil in a world which where we should want righteousness so so it's a very satire and and very gentle irony in it so we blame him we blame this or that how does it help this uh, this not going to help at all we have to look inside why this disturbance has come where is it come from and if we are even slightly sincere not even sincere honest we'll see that where it has come from it has come from some movement inside which has fallen back upon itself maybe i am thinking too much about myself maybe i am too much full of bitterness maybe i am i have developed a grudging attitude complaining about this or that maybe i am just trying to be too good mother speaks of that that it it's acts like an ill will trying to always do the right thing often creates a sense of ill will it's act like that because it's we don't realize you know people who are perfectionists they put themselves under so much stress for no reason at all i mean it's okay it's fine to do good things in life is fine but it should be like natural breath it's not something which we have to do with a stress in the mind and strain about oh i made a mistake oh it's terrible so we look inside and we see something has shifted the needle and we realign it how do we realign it the number of methods i have a very simple method because i am a lazy fellow i like to do things in a simple way not take the long route so my method is very simple mother all this belongs to you you take it if it's a night take away this burden of night i want neither night nor day but you so you know it's you are safe and it works wonderfully because she is there for that so this is one way but well i must say that there are different ways some people like to meditate complicate in a complicated way the more complicated the meditation the better it is 
then they talk about higher ranges of consciousness etc 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 it's fine it's everybody's business but there is a very simple way to just trust the divine and entrust to the divine mother speaks of this in agenda toward the end several times she says all that i do is i tell lord this is yours take it lord this is yours take it so this sense of responsibility which we carry on our heads like a big burden again it's a very subtle thing we need to do what we need to do it doesn't mean that we become irresponsible people or unreasonable people but at the same time that i am responsible for everything happening in my life and everybody's life no there is something much greater which is working there is a greater plan it uses everything so there is a very subtle distinction to be made a thin line as it were which we need to remember we need to do things what is there in our hands you know that famous prayer which uh, when we graduated from medical college uh, some friend gave me this prayer which i feel should be a must for every doctor it's a 13th century um, christian mystic prayer i'm forgetting the name but a wonderful prayer lord grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change uh, the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference so it's a wonderful prayer i can change things within myself this is within my control let me do that you know maybe shift the needle just a little here uh, but very often we get more and more anxious etc so these this is the background state in which we have to operate so healthy habits are not something like oh i must do this at this fixed time some people do it like this half an hour exercise fine it's good it's good and we must do it but it's a way of life it's an attitude it's a package it's not just like uh, i am eating healthy fruits uh, lunch time salads uh, then in the evening i love to have puris and aloos it's okay i mean i'm not saying anything against it but it's a package it doesn't work like that it doesn't work like an isolated something uh, while we have to do isolated and separate time for everything because it's good to organize one's life but it should not we should not become slave to that it should be something like which is flowing through something from morning to night for example you know we'll read so many things about healthy habits i i mean so much literature nowadays whatsapp is full of you know everything so i'm waiting for a day when somebody will tell me what do i do when i wake up in the morning simple thing see what do i do for being healthy the first thing very first thing is what i have always done the first thing i have done on taking birth is i have taken a deep breath you know simple thing is there inbuilt no doctor needs to teach us time to time just take a deep breath of course again there are a lot of uh, classes on how to breathe i'm not going into it it's there inbuilt within us just time to time take a deep breath you know that's why sai must have heard no ah, sai of relief what is it what is a sai deep breath with a sense of release that's it it's inbuilt within our system time to time taking deep breath helps time to time stretching helps so when i wake up in the morning why can't i do this <laughs> simple thing <laughs> and most importantly to greet the day it's a living conscious being who is approaching me it's sun who is saying good morning and i have every right or it's my privilege to tell the sun good morning to you also you are on a top job you know people will curse you in sahara somebody will welcome you but well that's that's your job <laughs> but good morning be kind to me and i love you that's it as simple as that mother says that every morning we should 
fill our thoughts with gratitude. It's a <coughs> gratitude, like forgiveness, is it compassion? They tremendous healing powers. They release locked energies inside us. Simple act of gratitude. Why gratitude? Are why? Why there should be reason for everything? We should not be so commercially driven that if there is reason, then I'll say gratitude. I exist. You exist. The world exists. Is that not enough? Imagine life without the divine. So divine exists. We have been, you know, so fortunate to have this, blessed to have this faith. I exist. So I have yet another day, another lease of life. Wonderful. Gratitude. So I can, you know, lead one more day towards the journey, towards my journey. Simple acts. Again, very simple things. People talk about diet and so much is written about it. And it's fine. I myself, I believe vegetarian diet is better and I have my reasons, not moral or religious, but other reasons, purely based on consciousness. I also believe that uh, the person who prepares the diet is also important because it's a matrix. So another thing important to know is nothing exists in isolation. It's a matrix. Now in health field, we talk about it. We talk about biopsychosocial. I may add the word biopsychosocial spiritual. It's a matrix in which we operate. Everything operates within a certain context and a field. That's how creation is. So we should not cut things from the matrix. So it's not about healthy food containing, you know, uh, alpha lipoic acid and, you know, contains these uh, antioxidants. It's not about that. It's not about spirulina as a health product. It's about who has prepared it, how do I take it, what is the atmosphere in which I am taking it. Mother speaks of this, the occult atmosphere that food brings. And that's my problem with the non-vegetarian food. What atmosphere it brings when, you know, you know, the, especially animals which are a little more developed, when they are slaughtered, this fear, anger, all this has gone into the bloodstream. I'm again... Those who take non-veg is perfectly fine. We shouldn't make a dogma or start thinking, oh, somebody taking non-veg is... No, it's okay. They are habits of... Uh, maybe for some bodies, like people who are in active war front, doing active exercise, it's okay. But the logic we must understand, that's the consciousness that we absorb when we eat. All contacts are fundamentally contacts of consciousness. Every sense contact is a contact of consciousness. That's why we are advised that when you look... look uh, Beautiful things. Now, some people take this advice in a different way. They say, oh, beautiful things, so I will not look at anything ugly. So they start putting a, you know, handkerchief over their nose, sometimes close their eyes and walk. There used to be one old time, long time back, one sadhak who used to step out of his room and close his eyes because he doesn't want to get tempted or see here and there. So the young girls, they used to play a nice prank on him. So they would suddenly put their leg in front and he would trip over. <laughs> so there are many ways of tripping over. <laughs> so <laughs> Eventually he couldn't stay. He went away because that's not how it is done. When it is said look beauty, it doesn't mean that uh, close your eyes. It means look beauty even in what seems on the surface ugly. It's a far more challenging thing. It's so easy to look beauty means, ah, it's a beautiful sight, lovely garden. Look beauty, even in wildness. Let's have that eye for beauty. It can pierce behind appearances and look towards beauty. Beauty of thoughts, beauty of form, beauty which is there in its own right. And then beauty gives joy. Joy nourishes us, heals us. It's the natural remedy which is available free of cost from birth. 
joy. We have forgotten how to activate it, forgotten the number, like we have not used a cell phone for a long time. We don't know, you know, what is the now activation code. So we are searching here and there, but it's there, it just needs a little bit. So beauty gives joy, love gives joy. Say, great deficiency. Two vitamins, really deficient in today's times. Vitamin L and vitamin F. So L is love and F is faith. So, missing, absolutely missing. The result is all kinds of problems. Even when we are eating healthy food, there is doubt. What is the doubt? Are, but these, some people say that banana is not really that good. Have a heart. I mean, poor banana will not like it. That we are treating him with such disrespect and disdain. Let us give this fellow some respect. You know, he has come all the way on the table. Now, happily willing to be part of our system. Let's at least offer the banana to God so that he feels, Ah, this is the man whom I, have, I should have gone to. Rather than doubting fellow, you know, banana good or bad, half banana we are eating, he will be so disturbed. You know, things are conscious, we don't realize it. Even medicines when we take it should be very consciously. This is what is called doing things consciously, not unconsciously. Uh, this is a very beautiful example in Ramayana when, you know, uh, they get the, the Hanuman, goes and gets the Sanjeevani beauty. Not beauty, booty. <laughs> so... <laughs> So he is, everybody is keen. Give it immediately. So the, the, the Vaidya, the doctor, he says, no, 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 wait, you can't do like this. What is there to be done? He says, wait, there is a way to administer it. What is the way to administer it? He says, invoke the gods. Invoke the healing presence. Such a beautiful gesture. That's why in old times when people used to prepare the remedies, I don't know, some of us may not have seen it, I have seen it. Even allopathic mixtures being prepared. And you know, you are watching how it is being prepared. I tell you, it has a tremendous impact, good impact. You, you feel good that something is being prepared with so much love which will help you. And you take it and you feel good. Isn't it true? We used to take pink and green mixtures and get all right. Now you have 100 cup syrups and we keep discarding one after another. That's because we are lacking vitamin F. And of course vitamin L because it's become commercial. Why medicines don't work? Because they are commercial. The consciousness is not good. Why do hotel food eventually harms? Because it's commercial. It's all about how much money I'm going to make. And mother's food is the best simply because it's vitamin L in abundance. Probably more than what is needed. But excess love doesn't do any harm. Excess faith also doesn't do any harm. But this is the issue which we need to tackle. Not just about the food. Five times a day, you know, we speak of that nowadays. It's okay. Take five times a day. Some people have seen take twice a day and do well. But important thing is the atmosphere in which we eat. Who has prepared it? How has it been prepared? And we eat simply to invoke the divine presence because we can't control who has prepared it all the time. So we should not start worrying about it. But when we eat, what is the atmosphere in which we are eating? Heated discussions. Then we are taking red chilies inside. So these are some of the, the consciousness dimension is completely missing. It's mechanical. Do this, don't do this. Exercises, you know, after many, many years, uh, I think this is um, 50th year we are entering of, uh, or maybe 60th of, of uh, center of education. So, you know, 
they people were doing lot of exercises and they would do uh, you know in front of uh, in the playground the second december demonstration i think that's where we are into the golden jubilee uh, so people would do this and then one day uh, somebody asked for a prayer mother we want to pray before we do this so mother said ah at last they have understood so everybody thought we are doing exercises to build a body and you know to look good and to look young no it's a offering of the cells to the divine after all all this is given to us we are not that this is a fundamental thing that we need to learn practice in yoga that i am not this yet i need to work on this because this is given to me as a field of my work it's something given to me as a sacred trust and therefore i need to look after the body not because you know it will make me live long enough and uh, keep away the doctor's bill no it's not that because something given to me it may be a good heredity or a bad heredity that's a basis well can't help it it is there if it is there i need to offer it to the divine so that the divine force peace harmony can work upon it what may happen to me it's irrelevant i have done my job of bringing matter in contact with the divine what is the intermediary thought by the power of thought because that's in man that's what is available by thought we can imagine we can think we can conceive whatever way we want to use or if you are experiencing wonderful that the peace the grace the light comes and enters into the physical system obviously it works best if you make it a way of life when somebody asked shrivindo it is said in the scriptures that if you call god at the moment of death you are liberated he says yes but you should read the other shloka also that you must lead a life constantly remembering then this applies so it's not like now i practice it and now i don't it should be a way of life life should itself be a joyous offering to the divine a blossoming then what happens to us is not our care we don't have to worry about it it's the divine's responsibility if we fall sick he will take care you know this nice lovely story i read once about one jim who was admitted in hospital and nobody would come to see him but jim was always happy so someone asked him hey jim why are you so happy i mean it's so strange we have so many visitors we are not so happy you remain always happy with your fracture he said oh that's because of that guy which guy he says you know i am a ordinary man i didn't have much time to go to church but every day while passing the church i'll say hey jesus how are you and you know now i can't go and he comes every day and says hi jim how are you <laughs> i feel very happy about it you know he comes and sees me that makes my day you know just to imagine so often uh, i give this advice which may sound strange i say you know people say i am so lonely i am so you know this that i say make krishna your friend he is always available you know the eternal playmate <laughs> he doesn't ask our credentials he is willing to make friends with anybody just make him your friend that's how he has come he is all if you see krishna's advent it is the divinest friend just as mother divine is mother she has come as mother so it's wonderful i can be before my mother whichever way i am she will understand me similarly before krishna he is my friend so he will pull me through everything and take me sometime maybe he'll give me a good counsel good advice maybe sometime forcibly do thing but because he has come as friend he chose to come as a friend so we can make divine our friend and share everything with him this is these are the fundamental things same with sleep 
So, you know, we go to sleep and whatever be the, of course, there are very nice advices. Don't go to sleep after heated discussions. And anyways, we can't go to sleep after that. Uh, watching, you know, televisions, all this, it's, it's not a healthy thing. But one thing we can do, regardless of anything, the moment we put our head on the pillow, we can start thinking, mother, 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 let me drift into you. It's a simple practice. So sleep becomes itself a kind of yoga. Now, very often people want to understand how to sleep. Now, then what happens is that you have a whole passage, how to sleep, number of passages. Now, you, when we can't do it, we give it up. No, there is something we, in between, something called as balance and moderation. Yes, we, we must reach that state. But how does it start? Simply remembering before we are sleeping that mother, I am in your lap. That's it. That's easy to start with. And then slowly she makes us conscious, makes us conscious of the sleep world, the dream world. Uh, you know, we, we have a better sleep. Everything goes wonderfully. But starting is through this process. Remembering and offering. Exercise. Again, it's, it's important, but consciously. Uh, very often we do this and this where I mean that please don't follow me. Uh, because I do everyday walk, but I can't help it. Always somebody or the other is... Uh, with me and I am discussing things which I shouldn't do. But I can't tell people that, look, you know, my walking time, uh, please don't speak. Uh, everybody will become very serious. But the thing is that, you know, it's okay, but it's very good if we can take a walk and remain conscious through that process, conscious of the presence. Or anything we are doing, simple things, so many things we are doing every day. Uh, you know, nowadays there is a fad for yoga is the in thing nowadays. But what did mother speak about it? She said any exercise done with a yogic attitude is yoga. And she gives an example of climbing up and down the stairs. Simple things. So much we have to walk sometimes. You know, it's it's a good thing to do it very consciously as an offering. We will become conscious. So whenever there is an opportunity, any activity that we are doing, we should connect it with the divine. And most important, before we get into any uh, questions, is to create a foundation of peace and equanimity. I think that's the basic minimum. We deserve it, after all. <laughs> Let me put it like that. Whether others deserve it or not is a different thing. We should make sure that we deserve this peace. It's a hard-earned thing we must have it in our lives. Again, how do we have it? One is, I don't want to meet anybody, I don't want to see anybody because it disturbs my peace. Peace doesn't come like that. Peace comes with wideness. It is, to use a mathematical equation, peace and delight are directly proportional to the wideness of our consciousness. The narrower we are, the less likelihood of peace coming in because peace will say, hey, there is no space for me. So we should become wide, wide. One of the things that wideness brings into us, the sense of release. Look things with the eye of wideness. Uh, let's give just two examples, you know. Uh, look at, you know, when we are here, we look at things, events, it's so, uh, you know, somebody is fighting on the road, traffic, this, that. Uh, when we watch it from a little above, it gives a different perspective altogether. It's, it's lovely. Everything is wonderful. Uh, so, every day we can spend some time conceiving the boundlessness of space then it, it itself gives us a lot of release. This one simple method, identifying with the vast sky, identifying with the ocean. Fortunately, in Pondicherry, we have both. 
it just brings that whiteness which gives a release the other thing is just to just call peace simply it's there waiting to enter so even when there are activities we need to hold it that this is most important thing for me so if there is a discussion going on and we want to always be one up sometimes you know small ego reactions how much they hurt us this is the real disease egotitis so you know how egotitis works somebody has said something it has hurt me now i want to hit back so i say something and feel puffed up see i gave him good what is the result i am temporarily happy perhaps but i have broken a relationship i have initiated a process of reaction in the other person which means now it is going to build up into a storm and then eventually people say okay okay it's too much let's you stay there i stay here which is nothing wrong with that also but i am just saying that but if we could learn to have peace in all circumstances we can't avoid the world we should not avoid the world it gives us some experience of life but peace mother uses this word thy peace o lord a boon within to keep so priceless a treasure so anything that unnecessarily creates disturbance till we have grown strong enough to remain undisturbed even on battlefield that's how it should be but till then every day we should just invoke some peace equanimity call peace whenever we have little time fill our heads and hearts and body with peace uh, every day like we take a bath of water we should take bath of peace and i think if we can bring down peace learn to call peace into our system it will be the perfect foundation and illnesses will come and either be absorbed in the wideness or bounce back they'll come they'll because bodies of ignorance surface consciousness till it changes they'll come they'll come like this and just then pass away without really scarring us without really creating much disturbance inside and finally one last thing well panaceas please mist distrust utopias and panaceas which are uh, which give us um, anything just like that you know or just by paying some money uh, or there are mechanical and material ways to have panaceas uh, well utopias uh, will are there they are a reality of our inner life they must become real outside but it's in earth everything is evolutionary it's not served on a platter so we must know that wherever somebody is promising take this particular uh, you know once i was given some water i think people in norway would know it it was made from miracle there is a flower mother is termed it miracle she said if you drink miracle water all diseases will go away i have seen cancer people dying in front of me you know drinking miracle water it's all right uh, nothing wrong with it but we should not uh, you know again that tendency i am drinking miracle now i'll be fine now see that state is not a very good state to be in again we are holding as crutches to something which is external and if it was so simple mother and shubhendu would not have spent decades in engaging in an arduous tapasya of the supermind and said it's a very difficult thing it's not easy to supramentalize the whole being and right up to the body they would have mother would have simply said look my child all this is old stuff now you just take miracle water and you'll be all right it doesn't work like that i mean take whatever we want to but not don't start treating anything as panacea including asanas including pranayama i mean I, i have known real stories when somebody went to another a village in maharashtra and uh, the person rich man he had organized a yoga camp 
a very famous person that and he said stop all these medicine nothing required just do asana you will be all right he stopped it started after two days he died and then the person had to run away because it's dangerous no you can't just uh, so there should be a balance and proportion something which should tell us that look you know if i have to do this do it in a reasonable way not just you know kick the boat and say i don't know how to swim but somehow i'll survive kick the boat yes but if you know how to swim otherwise it's good to be in the boat <laughs> and meanwhile learn swimming so this is the balance which we must learn to keep is one of the most important things in life balance harmony uh, moderation simple advices but very good advices uh, one last thing uh, again lastest thing probably uh, lot of energy that we waste uh, one of them is speaking i mean speaking useless things chatter sexual activity now sexual activity it's understood that those who have taken to yoga in real earnest especially when the phases of physical transformation are going on it has to be discarded altogether but meanwhile it's not so easy that one says it and it just goes away its roots are very deep in human nature in the very biological stuff so at least there should be in it a moderation and a regulation it should not become an unbridled animal kind of activity so that there is a balance moderation regulated activity and not in fact anything which is unregulated and it's understood keeping away things like alcohol and you know Uh, smoking so i'm not touching upon those things if there are questions we can speak about it uh, they are definitely harmful but there are things which are part of a normal life today but uh, it's it's a simple experiment actually we can make with regard to the sexual activity uh, i'm sure many of us would have made it so i'm just uh, maybe just repeating it needlessly but what i have observed earlier that whenever uh, any sexual activity even sexual thoughts when they would come Uh, i saw that instantly it, it leads the consciousness downward it, it is a dip in the consciousness in various ways the energy tends to go away uh, body pains appear and i tried to see that is it mental suggestion because i have read books no nothing of that kind something without any and it's nothing to do with any guilt or shame for god's sake those things should be thrown out of the window once and for all whereas conserving the sexual energy makes us so youthful the mind runs so beautifully everything is so wonderful memory is so excellent and everything is so joyful so it's one of the means mother has gone on to say his sexual act is a step towards death but yes she has also said that well if you are human know that you are human don't try to behave like superman so she has also said this as a compliment i mean much later that don't try to forcibly do things but do it at least uh, there should be a regulation and moderation so that you know we uh, we can at least eventually the grip becomes less and less and then it's so simple to just one little jerk and it goes away from nature so these are just some of the thoughts on this as i said uh, uh, it's a vast subject but just the base the consciousness side the foundation peace equanimity the right attitude behind doing things right not in the sense of right but right in the sense a, a very healthy peaceful joyous attitude the sense of offering of life to the divine and then what happens to us is under his care so we should always take this uh, just as you know lic life insurance corporation we should take dic divine insurance corporation and then we are safe okay it's readily available you don't have to sign up a form don't become a member of anything don't have to subscribe to a magazine don't have to become part of a belief system 
it's there available for all okay so we'll stop here any questions we have 15 minutes or any sharing anybody wants to share something or us i mean i don't like to use the word ask as if you know somebody knows and others don't everybody knows everything <laughs> so Even if it's a mundane question about cholesterol, it's fine. By training, I'm a doctor, so I am sure. I, I hope I should be able to answer it. <laughs> I've kept myself reasonably updated on that. Yeah. Or about sugars, diabetes. <laughs> yes. Pranic attacks. Panic attacks. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, uh, panic attacks, basically the heart begins to race fast. So in all things, uh, we need to, first the dynamics, uh, we have physical causes, we have subtle causes, we have occult causes. Uh, physical causes are there, you know, the heart uh, begins to go into a disorderly rhythm. And if it's not a genetically programmed, which is very rare, usually most of the things that arise in the heart from serious heart conditions to panic attacks, sudden pulse, pulse, you know, rates going high to arrhythmias, they stem from some difficulty or challenge in the emotional center. So one has to look into the emotional being. I'm not saying there has to be immediately an emotional cause to it. Sometimes we are overwhelmed. Very often I have seen when too much of divine Shakti flows through, the heart responds in this way. The heartbeat becomes fast, the head becomes heavy. So there is something in the emotional being, maybe some energies which are still locked inside, they need a release and heart must enter into wideness. Uh, so basically that's where we have to look into it from the subtle point of view. From the physical point of view, very simply one has to take deep breath, use the lungs breath to train the heart. You see, it's very interesting that heart and the breath, the heartbeat and the breath, uh, they work in synchronicity. It's very interesting and that's why, you know, even in, people must be knowing uh, cardiovascular resuscitation, you know, you have to give so many um, bits and you have to then give mouth-to-mouth -mouth respiration. So, you have to uh, measure this many beats heart, then pump the heart, then you give mouth-to-mouth -mouth respiration. They act in synchronicity. Now, this can be used to advantage that whenever the heart is racing fast, Tell the lungs, through the lungs, taking deep breath, it's quiet. You don't have to. It's okay. Things are fine. Take it easy. Deep breath. But again, as I said, uh, we can do it. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> quiet, quiet, quiet. Why aren't you getting quiet? Oh my God, it's not working. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> so we just need to sit down. Or if we are walking, just relax. Relaxation doesn't mean we have to sit or lie down. It's a state of consciousness. Inwardly, think of something vast. Look at a flower. Meet somebody who gives you joy. Or very simply just say, peace, take it easy. Even to cancers we can say, take it easy, peace. We don't intend to harm you. You are okay. Peace, peace, peace. This works with everything, including, you know, when people like children. One, one of the things with animals... One of the things we advise, you know, people ask, oh, this child is crying and what do I do? And then people get angry, they give a slap, make things worse. 
or shout. What do you do to a child when a child is crying? What is the best way? Just take the child. No, simply, it's okay baby, it's okay. No, I didn't get my favorite. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay, you can cry. No, no, no problem. Fine baby, it's okay. Don't respond to those vibrations. It's a difficult work, but that's how it is. And then you will see that after a while, just because you are throwing a much greater energy of peace and quiet, the child begins to, <laughs> then the crying will become, <laughs> you are a bad mom, it's okay, then slap sleeps. <laughs> Don't react. <laughs> Don't get caught up with that. But instead we start dancing to the heart's rhythm. Oh, your heart is pacing up. So everything becomes restless. No, just tell be quiet, be quiet. Baby, be quiet. It's okay. It's, it's alright. Nothing to worry. Things are fine. Take a few deep breaths with the lungs. Try to rest the heart. This is in general. But otherwise, individual instances, of course, would be different. One has to look into, get an ECG done. It's a protocol. But that's the process I follow. My heart also does that. <laughs> For last 15 years, <laughs> suddenly it begins to beat the fellow and I have to tell him, be quiet. Now it is learned. Now I know when it beats fast means what's gone wrong. Where is the working going on? This you'll learn the ropes of the trade. <laughs> yeah. But don't allow fear of diseases, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. you can say that now. It's, it's okay. We can, we'll just come back. It's okay. Come back. Exactly. But it is mental, oh, I offer whatever comes, I offer it, or I surrender, or I close eyes. But it, I don't experience that. It doesn't matter. See, that's what I meant. That we, when we try to do it in the, this is the, that's why I put a disclaimer in the beginning. So what happens is we, we are asked to remember an offer. Now you see how the mind begins to play. It says, uh, I remembered only a few times. I didn't remember during this period. Oh, then it says it's just mental. Doesn't matter. The divine knows us. He knows our difficulty. The fundamental thing is to fall back on the one. He knows me. I may not know myself. Ultimately, it is mother's journey in my body. It is not my journey. She is the traveler. She is the goal. She is the path. So, that is the background where we must. While we should try to remember as often as we can, but we should not develop the contrary idea that if I am not remembering, oh, why am I not remembering? It, it's natural. We don't remember all the time. It's a background state in which we have to enter. And without worrying, is it mental? Then, you know, then one goes still further. Is it a physical mind or the vital mind? It's okay. It doesn't matter. Some part of my being is opening. That's all that is required. Yeah. So, as I said, more important is joy. So, otherwise it takes away the joy from the sadhana. You see? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. So, wow, wonderful. <laughs> synchronicity. <laughs> Divine synchronicity. Yeah, so basic thing is joy and peace. This is a fundamental parameter. And uh, this itself is a sign that we are in contact with the Divine Presence. Peace, Yogindu's letter. Peace is a sign that we are in contact with the Divine Presence. Joy is the sign that we are moving in the right direction. 
Of course, we understand joy is not what we normally call as, just like love is not what normally goes by that name. But basic, basic sense of joy, and it's a big healer, the first healer. And we know there are even physiological pathways, endorphins at all, but I'm not going into that. Joy works in many ways, including on the body, to release the right hormones, the right chemicals, triggers the healing process. There are studies about that, but I have not spoken of those things. Yes, Lord. Okay, so, Grand. so we are living in an information age, so more we are ill informed rather than well informed. Yeah, true. true. So we, we, are well, we are well informed and thereby ill informed through that process. We are ill informed. <laughs> yes, ill informed through the information flooding because there is no shifting of information. I 100% agree. So many times people keep forwarding WhatsApp. I say, please, for God's sake, at least check whether this information is true or not. Everything that comes in your mailbox is not true. Every suggestion that enters my mind is not necessarily correct. I get a suggestion, I am a useless fellow, doesn't mean I have to accept it. <laughs> I mean, if somebody tells me you are an idiot, doesn't mean I am an idiot. So you don't accept every information that I am not saying take the other route, ah, I am somebody special. No, it doesn't matter what I am. I belong to mother. She knows what I am, who I am. It's her problem, her headache. Why should I take the headache of judging myself or criticizing, condemning myself or others? But, you know, so just like in real life, we don't have to accept every information that enters my mailbox or enters by way of somebody. Similarly, in WhatsApp and these messages, rightly, as you said, that we don't have to just accept because X or Y and in, in names it will come. Buddha, story of Buddha, sometimes the story is good, all right. But, you know, Buddha said so as if, you know, it needs... Truth stands in its own light. It doesn't matter who said it. It's wonderful to have something very inspiring. It, it's alright. X, Y or Z. It's truth. So, that's true. That what do we do? You know, this is a state in which we have to develop. And I said the simplest thing, the most simple thing, the best thing that, um, you know, anybody ever gifted to this creation is one. And I often understand uh, this transformation also on the basis of one. So I can just share it like, you know, when my son was six year old, so everybody is teaching mathematics, all this. So I had written him a letter on uh, divine mathematics. So the divine mathematics goes like this, world is zero, God is one. Two is me, three the holy trinity. Like that it goes. Four is perfect perfection, five the blissful conscious one. So like that it goes. Now what happens in ten? Ten is world discovering God. World is zero, God is one. So when God stands behind the zero, it becomes ten. So you know, it was my way of understanding that without him, this creation is meaningless, absurd. And you know, with him, everything is wonderful. So whatever we may be doing, obviously we are in ignorance. It's, it's understood. Let's not have the illusion of knowledge. You know, these three illusions are more dangerous. We talk about the path of knowledge, path of bhakti, path of work. But there is an illusion of work. There is an illusion of knowledge. There is an illusion of love. Illusion of love is I am doing bhakti. Are divine loves. Little bit of that love goes back to him by rebounds and it's gratitude to him that it goes back to him. Nobody can love the divine. So be tall order. Divine loves us. Therefore, something of that love goes back to him. Illusion of knowledge. I know it. The moment I know it, I do not know it for sure. That is how the Ishupanishad puts it. Avigyatam vijanata. Work. I am doing work for mother. I am 
instrument of God. He, he is capable of doing things by himself. We have messed it up. So let's you know, understand that. Let him do for a change. So similarly with knowledge that let's always remember what I may be doing through this information, that information, I may not be knowing. Let's start by this that I do not know. It's good to remember that. But then how can I change it into something beautiful by remembering the one? I don't know whether this is really good for me or not. I have read it somewhere and I am just trying it. Lord, please take care, you know. There is a wonderful line in Savitri. His knowledge overrules our nescience. So this we should remember. That the all-knowing one, the all-wise one, the all-powerful one, the all-blissful, the all-beautiful, the one all he loves, all he moves, all are his, all is he, dwells within us. And this is wonderful to go through life with this thought that Brahman, the omnipotent, the omniscient, the infinite, the almighty, he dwells within us. There is a very beautiful passage in the Ishupanishad, not Ishupanishad, Isha Vashupanishad, which is based on Ishupanishad, but Shirvinda has put it as Guru-Student Dialogue. And those of us who can, you know, make an easy search, please pick out this passage starting from Lift your eyes towards the sun. It's in Isha Vasupanishad. And uh, Shurbindo. Uh, I knew the page number of the SABCL edition. It was volume 12, page 475. But the new edition, I don't know the page. But you will find the same passage. It's wonderful. No, that's different. That is, uh, that comes later. He doesn't deal it in Isha Vasupanishad. I am talking of the passage uh, of Shirvindo. But yes, it's based on that other words of the Ishopanishad, Atme Vabhud Vijanata. Tastrako Mohaka Shoka Ekattvam Anupashyata. Ekattvam. So, but that Shirvindo puts it in the form of a meditation. Uh, this was the, the words he used to recount uh, uh, loudly and inwardly when he was pacing up and down in the jail, Alipur jail. He was given some time later on to step out of the cell. So he would move between the cow shed and the place where the inmates, prison inmates were working. You know, this is the first ashram of the Lord. So he would go up and down with these two verses of the Isha Upanishad going inside. Tatra komohaka shoka ekattam anupashyata. Now that he has put it in a very powerful way. Upgraded it to what extent? Lift your eyes towards the sun. And then he says that what is that? That is that tremendous ball of fire which has been there much before we have come into existence and look towards the northern sky there Orion with its shining belt burning bright much before this creation this earth was formed and then he says come nearer he is nearer to you yonder in the old man walking by the stick look at this child laughing do you not see God in them it is God who is going with the bent stick. It is God who is laughing in the boy and the girl. And then he says, Nay, he is still nearer. He is in you. He is you. Look at this. He is in you. He is you. Be not a doubter and a trembler. Fear not. Fear not, for in your apparent body you hold the million bodied one whose every breath creates and destroys universes. Look at the power and you know, just to live with this thought is health. He is in us. He is us. 
So every day it's good to meditate upon these wonderful verses. I mean, beautiful such passages in this particular book, Ishavashupanishad, which can be used for meditation. Savitri, of course. Okay, so it's 10.15 and thank you very much.